Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to help support caregivers and their families. I'm your host, Charlene Hunter-James. This current pandemic has created an interesting dynamic for caregivers and their families. Children who are caregivers are now taking on some of the same anxieties associated with caregiving. They are worried about their parents, trying and taking on tasks to keep them at home, and in some cases, take on their caregiving tasks to keep them safe as well. Today's podcast will be a little bit different because I'll be talking through my own experience with my daughter, Charlene Mary James Piper, or Andy, as we affectionately call her. We'll discuss how our dynamics has changed in this environment and how some tips to manage stress, anxiety, and confusion, and as we navigate an environment where we both are serving in caregiving roles. We'll have a little fun too, because let's admit it, we need to find joy where we can in this current environment. So if you're a caregiver, but also have dependents that are suddenly trying to enforce stay-at-home rules, and become a lot more involved in assisting you with the day-to-day support in your house, this will be an enjoyable and informative session for you. It's all coming up on Prepare to Care. Well, Andy, this is where we begin. First, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about why you think this is an important topic to discuss? We talk about caregiving a lot with AARP, but you think we need to do more to expand the conversation around caregivers under 40 in particular, who may be in caregiver roles or caregiving support roles. So what do you mean? Well, first, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Mom. Well, first, I would like to also applaud AARP because I think they've done a great job in talking about caregiving for millennials or, you know, professionals under 40. Um, What we traditionally think of as caregivers has drastically changed in the last 10 years. We think of caregivers traditionally as middle-aged, past the pressure of young adulthood, um, but as you amazing baby boomers who were our parents' age, um, a lot of us are becoming caregivers or caregiver supporters as you take on the role of caregiver. But we're doing that not with adult children, but smack dab in the middle of some pretty major life decisions. Um, While caregivers of the past may have been dealing with the stress and anxiety of caregiving with older children, and we're probably towards the middle or the downward spectrum of their careers, we're in building mode. Those of us under 40 are trying to make decisions about whether we should get married, start a family, have kids, get a mortgage, or just rent because that's safer. Um, We're also trying to figure out, you know, going back to school for some of us. And we're doing those things at the same time that we're also trying to think about you um, and perhaps how our finances may affect our ability to care or help with your finances. Or if we wait to have a baby in 10 years, how is that going to affect the relationship that my child may have if my parent is already 80 plus? So caregiving alone already has a lot of anxieties with it. But when you add in the addition of the anxieties that come around with just trying to make some pretty pretty uh, strong and important life decisions, it just all comes together to to be quite an undertaking. 
So what are some of the tips you would give people in your generation for managing that anxiety you talk about associated with wanting to manage their parents and grandparents and other family members due to COVID concerns? One thing to keep in mind is that the environment that we're in now has exacerbated some of the anxieties and frustrations that already existed. Um, as of 2019, of the 40 million people that were, were caregivers um, and non-paid, about 10 million of them were millennials. These are people we would think of in traditional caregiver roles who are now trying to understand how to remotely caregive for someone while they're dealing with the loss of jobs, businesses, you know, millennials believe in having a side business or the side hustle, believe in it. We're trying to figure out how we're going to be a caregiver and pay for rent or mortgage, and in many cases, job loss as well, and how our job loss affects our ability to caregive for you. Um, not to mention, many of us are also dealing with children who are at home, and so we're picking up those instructional support roles um, during the day that might have been um, the, the, the role of a teacher that we now have. But that doesn't even begin to talk about the millennials who are now in caregiver roles for the first time due to their anxieties about COVID. Children who have never really been worried about mom or dad because they're very self-sufficient. But in this environment, they worry about them leaving the house. If they don't live near them, they're helping them figure out how to use technology to do things they used to do, like get groceries and go and get other things they may need or provide those services to a loved one. If they live in the city, they're now doing things themselves, like, hey, I'll go get the groceries or I'll go drop off food for grandma and grandpa just so that their loved ones can stay at home. And we appreciate that, too. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what your questions might be in terms of the parents that you're trying to protect? Well, you're pretty independent. And frankly, the caregiver for me, my dog, my dad, I mean, you're kind of doing a lot of heavy lifting for all of us. What has it been like for you in this environment where you're also um, kind of not able to have the access um, that you've had in the past as a caregiver? First of all, I've had to try to step back. You know, this period of being at home, I think, has afforded all of us um, time to either reflect or to reassess the things that we're doing and how we view things. And I recognize that when adult children step in and they're saying, Mom, don't go here. Dad, why do you need to go there? They're doing within an environment of concern and care. And we appreciate that. Well, Follow-up question, I've been pretty heavy-handed about wanting to step in and take responsibility so that you can stay at home. But I know my constant text messages about leaving the house and keeping on your mask can be frustrating. You're also not in control of how you would like to stay and support grandpa, usually. And I know it's been pretty stressful for you, both as a caregiver and now with me really being heavy-handed and wanting to know every little decision that you and dad make. How are you dealing with that piece of it? Again, I, I, I try to look at it as a matter of um, concern and care. But I also realize, well, I'm not senile. I can go out <laughs> and I'm going to make some good choices. You know, I'm not going to a, a crowded place. Number one, a lot of places were not open. But um, so I try to take all of that into play when you're saying, Mom, now why do you need to go there? And uh, I've already weighed out the pros and cons as to 
why I need to go or, or what I'm looking for. It's also an adjustment. I'm not used to groceries being delivered to my house. I like to pick out my own vegetables and my meats. And so it is a change. It is a change. And um, so those are some of the concerns that I have. Well, last question, Andy. What are some things that uh, people can do if they are dealing with some of the things you've just discussed, particularly that under 40 population? What's the best way to ensure that the changes in your roles with each other don't end up restraining your relationship to the point of no return? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with your last answer, and that's really communicate. I think what a lot of um, baby boomer moms and dads um, and grandparents may forget is they were super hands-on, and they taught us to be involved and to really make sure that that, that we were being hands-on with, with in terms of communicating care. And so that's the way we communicate care with you is wanting to be involved in what is happening. So for you and other parents out there who feel like their child is doing the most, um, understanding that it is coming from a place of care and because we don't have a lot of control um, and there's a lot of anxieties we've never really probably experienced before, um, to understand that it comes from a place of love. And then for those of us that um, are the, the, the children or grandchildren, nieces and nephews in this situation, understanding that just because we have to order pizza for you, mom, because you still don't know how to use the Domino's website, doesn't mean that you can't handle other things. Um, so there really is a balance, but making sure that we communicate um, expectations. You know, it's okay to tell me, you know, Andy, I appreciate, I know that you love me and you're concerned, but I am going to go for a walk. Um, and it's okay for, for me to say, well, for the record, I think it's a bad idea to go to the grocery store because you need a certain type of orange, but that's fine. You're an adult, but for the record, it's a bad idea. But just being able to talk about those things so it doesn't become a place or a source of strain on your relationship because you don't feel heard or you may feel overwhelmed with um, the belief that it feels like I don't trust you or I don't think you know how to take care of yourself even though I do have my concerns. Well, okay, I hear you loud and clear, but can you just give our listening audience one last piece of advice, especially for your under 40 friends and colleagues? This is a lesson I learned through being a caregiver supporter for you, and that's connecting with others, finding people who can share your experience, meaning they help you figure out your resources, I learned the hard way through going to traditional caregiver support groups and helplines that talking to caregivers who didn't share life experiences with me actually exasperated my anxieties. So the world is changing and recognizing that millennials exist. So use the resources that are out there. I've also noticed lately, which I think is great, a lot more people in the work environment who are in our age group are talking about their caregiver support needs. So it's a great opportunity to get together um, and maybe go to HR and talk about maybe doing some type of formal or informal caregiver support groups because what ends up happening when you share with each other, it allows us to be more sensitive to the things you all may be dealing with um, outside of the office so we can be more, um, uh, you know, open to making the changes we need to make within our work environment to be sensitive to those things as well. I have enjoyed this conversation. It's been very important to me and I hope equally to you and those that are listening. So thank you 
Be safe and stay well. And I love you. I love you too. I'll call and order your Domino's pizza later. All righty. Well, thank you um, to our listening audience. We hope you found the information helpful and encourage you to follow the Prepare to Care podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org Houston PTC. To find out the latest information on the spread of treatment of coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, go to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention or the U.S. Drug and Food Administration. AARP also has www.aarp.org coronavirus. Thanks for listening. And as always, thank you for caring.